It wasn't an obstacle. It was an opportunity for me to grow. It was an opportunity for me to stretch. It was an opportunity for me to become an even better version of myself. And I needed the uh, resistance to get stronger. It wasn't an obstacle. It was an opportunity. And when you change the way you see things, the things you see change. That didn't make sense for Sean. Just don't think about it too hard. Now, to be real, though, like, when you change the way you see things, the things that you see change. Like, if I shift my perspective and I see it from a different angle, the thing looks different. So that the obstacle, the, the family issues, the drama, the financial hardship, you getting fired from the job, it all seems like obstacles. Until you look at it and you realize it was an opportunity. <laughs> What's up, and welcome to the Unruly Podcast. I am your beautiful, well, depends on who you ask. I am your host, Rashawn Dozier, and I'm grateful for you being with me today. Look, this is something that I've been thinking about for a long time. I've had a lot of folks ask me, like, when's the podcast dropping? I don't, I don't know. Like, that was always my answer. It just didn't feel like the right time. I didn't care that other folks around me that I knew that were within my network and even my mentors and folks that I admire, I never cared that they had podcasts and I didn't because it was important for me to be ready. It was important for me to feel like God told me that it's time for me to do the pod and that time is now. So I appreciate you rocking with me. I appreciate all your support. Like if this is your first time connecting with me, I'm, I'm grateful for that. Like I would love for you to subscribe to the podcast if it brings you value. If it doesn't, then just keep it moving. So welcome to the Unruly Podcast with Sean. Why Unruly, though? Like, why? Like, all the names you could have picked, why Unruly? Seventh grade. I'm that guy that remembers things that people said to me. So if you said something to me, even if I act like I don't know, I remember it. I remember it. And I'm not going to put the teacher's name on blast, or I might, depends on how I feel here in just a moment, when I share the story again. I was, I was let's just say, mischievous. Like, I didn't always do exactly what I was supposed to do. My intentions were pure, but I didn't always do what I was supposed to do. And I had a teacher. I was in the class talking, you know, cracking jokes, doing, doing what I do. And after class, she pulled me to the side. She said, hey, Rashawn, hang back a moment. I'm like, oh, man. Like, I hope I'm not in trouble. Like, I don't want, I don't want a butt spanking when I get home. Come on. Right? And she said, she said, you have so much potential. That's a dangerous word. Potential is a dangerous word. Maybe we'll get to that on a future episode. But she said, you have so much potential. What she was saying is like, yo, you can do so much more than what you're doing. Like, you're capable of so much more. And she said, I know that you could do better if you weren't so doggone unruly. Now, I shouldn't have known. I, don't take this. Anybody that says doggone, don't even take it seriously. But she said, you're doggone unruly. You're unruly. I had no idea what unruly meant. I, I associated that day at 13 years old with, with it being something bad. I'm unruly. And what I've come to realize over the years is that me being unruly, <laughs> it's my superpower. Like, being unruly, being a little bit outside of the box, right? Questioning the things that are told to me. Like, 
kind of trying to make up my own mind about what this person says or what this news outlet says and actually being a little bit on the edge when it comes to authority. I know. I'm not saying rebel. I'm not saying revolt. I'm just saying be your own person. Be unruly. Be unique. Walk in the gift that God gave you. And so she was telling me I'm unruly, meaning that, yeah, sometimes I struggle to listen. Sometimes I am in my own head a little bit. Sometimes I am a little bit too creative. And what happened is that she started to suppress my genius. No, I don't care. I don't care who you are. I don't know who this is for. Don't let people suppress your genius. Don't let people suppress the thing that God put inside of you that's caused you to be different. That's caused you to go to the next level. Don't suppress that. That's your thing that makes you unique. There's nobody in the world like you. And so be unruly in your own right. Like step into the world understanding there's a reason that you're here. That you're not supposed to be a robot. You're not supposed to be like anybody else. You're unruly. And that's what I wanted to bring to you in podcast form is just a way to continue to be unruly in your own life. Right? Like to create for yourself. To be unique. To be different. To be set apart as God says. As the word of God says. So that's what we're going to do on the Unruly Podcast. Like it's all about me challenging you to grow personally professionally, spiritually, emotionally. I just want you to be able to walk away from an audio experience or video experience if you're watching my beautiful face on YouTube and say, I am inspired to not be like him or not be like her or whatever, but I'm inspired to be a better version of me. And that's what it means to be unruly. But hey, I'm here to talk to you about something today. I want to talk to you today about something that happened, let's say, six, seven years ago. Uh, yeah, I guess it was about six, seven years ago because my middle daughter was about one year old. And so, I'll never forget, man, Sunday night is trash night. That's the night at my house that I get all the trash from around the house, all those to-go boxes that we put in the refrigerator that I told my wife, why are we bringing it home? You're not even going to eat it anyways. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to eat it. Then she ends up throwing it away. So that's the night that I take all that stuff out the fridge and I throw it away and I take the trash down the driveway. Because Monday morning at like 4 a.m., the trash people come. There's not a lot of rules for trash day. I'll be real with you. There's just not a lot of rules. Have your trash at the bottom of your driveway beside your mailbox, preferably not in front of it. And make sure the lid to your trash cans are closed and that all loose trash is tied down. Simple. Anybody can do it. Anybody can make sure your lids are closed, make sure all loose trash is tied down. Anybody can do it. Except. Somebody say except. Yeah. Except my neighbor. Yo, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to leave his name out of it. I'm going to leave his name out of it because he's a solid dude. But it bothers me because he knows that he's supposed to tie the loose trash down. What happens? Why? Because if you don't tie the loose trash down when the wind blows... It's going to be in my yard or somebody else's yard. But I'll be real with you. I'm not worried about somebody else's yard. I'm worried about my yard, right? So I come down, and this started to happen, right? And not pray for me. Like, I'm trying not to have confrontation with people. Like, I love my neighbors. But I, I'm, I'm in my feelings, right? Because I walk down to get my trash cans Monday afternoon, and I see water jugs. What? Boxes. Loose trash. In my yard. Are you kidding me? Like, yo, I, I did what I was supposed to do. I tied the trash down. And I'm looking like, bro, this doesn't, this, this doesn't belong to me, right? 
And why does my neighbor have to be the friendliest dude in the world? At the same time, I'll never forget, he's taking his trash cans back up. He's like, hey, Rashawn, how are you? <laughs> Bro, I don't wave back. I don't wave back. Like, I'm in my feelings. And you're like, yo, that's disrespectful. Maybe. Or is it disrespectful that he had his trash in my yard? Didn't say sorry. Didn't say, hey, I'll come get that. Didn't say, I'm going to go in the house. I'm mad. Like, this is the second, third week. And then my wife's like, what's wrong? I said, man, I'm about to go talk to the neighbors. She's like, no, you're not. I said, bro, trash in my yard again. She's like, all right, well, go get it. Go get it. It's not my, I didn't do it. It's not my trash. I said, bro, and I'm not getting it. I said, honestly, I'm going to go talk to him. He's going to come pick it up. She said, go get the trash. She said, Rashawn, it's our yard. It's your yard. Your kids play in this yard. Your dogs walk around in this yard. Go get the trash out of your yard because it's your responsibility. <sighs> Don't miss what I'm saying. Don't miss what I'm saying. Like, I'm talking about something right now, and it may have gone over your head, so let me bring it back so that you can understand it. I'm talking about taking ownership. <laughs> I'm talking about taking ownership of your life. Like, what my wife was saying is it doesn't matter how the trash got there. It doesn't even matter whose trash it is. If it's your yard, it's your responsibility. My goodness, my goodness. If it's your yard, come on, if it's your life, it's your responsibility. Like, there's some trash right now in your life that you refuse to pick up because you ain't put it there. Like, there's some trash in your life that your great-grandmother put there, that your, that your grandfather put there, that your father put there, and you refuse to pick up the trash because you say, uh, I ain't put it there. Well, guess what? It's not their yard. It's yours. It's your life. And now you're walking around as a broken, beaten version of yourself because you refuse to take ownership. Come on, man. My wife said it's deeper than you, Rashawn. Like, your dogs walk around in this yard. Your kids play in this yard. You're just going to have them playing in a yard full of trash because you don't have what it takes to go pick up something that you ain't put there. Come on, man. And if you're listening to this podcast, I want you to go deep. I'm not talking about trash right now. I'm not talking about Aquafina bottles. Stop drinking that. It's killing you anyway. I'm not talking about shoe boxes. I'm talking about the problems and things in your life that you might not have put there that you're just leaving there. That you're walking around it. That you're avoiding things. Pick up the trash in your yard. You got to take ownership. Like you, right now, you might just need to pause this pod and come back and, and just catch, connect with me next week after you start taking ownership in your life. Like, I want you to right now to evaluate what things in my life have I been making excuses for? What things in my life have I been saying, well, if my dad was in my life, I would know how to be a better father. And the reason he wasn't in my life, I don't know. But if he was in my life, I would be a better dad to my children. I would be a better husband if he showed me how to be a husband. And you keep talking about the trash that your dad left there instead of you just picking it up. But you're being a chump. You're making excuses. Your kids don't get fed off excuses. Your wife doesn't feel loved off your excuses. And you keep blaming somebody to put trash in your life instead of picking it up. What are, I don't know what areas you need to take ownership of. And I don't just want to say, oh, take ownership. Like, I want to give you something tangible. I want to give you some tangible gems to begin taking ownership. So this is one of the ways you can take ownership. Check it out. <laughs> Recognize when you point to somebody and you place blame on somebody, you're actually giving them the power. <laughs> like, this, the second you point to somebody else and say they did it, you actually gave them the power. And so you step back and say, I don't have any power to change my circumstances or my situation because he or she or they did it. You point to them, you're giving them the power. The first step to taking ownership 
It's just looking at situations and say, hey, what do I want to be better in my life? But the real thing, the real action item is saying, I, pointing to yourself, right? Point to your chest. That's where the superhero logo is at. The best superhero of all time, Batman. What's, what's on his chest? Y'all said it's not Batman, then it's, get off my channel then, right? It's Batman. And on his chest is a bat. On Superman's chest is an S, right? Come on now. That's where the power is at with you. And when you stop pointing at them, you say you point at yourself, you say, okay, it might not be my fault. But it's my responsibility. It's my responsibility to do something different. It's my responsibility. It's my life. I don't want this here anymore. Point to yourself. Say, what can I do to change this situation? What can I do to create a different experience in my life? Stop pointing the finger. When you point at somebody, you give them the power. Stop giving the power away. You need that power to change your life. You need that power to change the situation and the circumstance. So that's the first thing. Point to don't, don't point to somebody. Then, then the next thing. So once you point to yourself and say, yo, it's, if, if it's going to be, it's up to me. Like, it's on me. It's my opportunity to do something. Then the second thing you do, you got to pick your perspective. Hmm. What do you mean by that? You have to change how you see it. Like, I don't know what it is that you experienced in your life up to this point. Like, I don't know what you've walked through. I don't know the struggles you were up against. I don't, I don't know the obstacles. But I do know one thing because I've had my fair share I do know everything that I thought was an obstacle, when I reframed and I changed my perspective, I realized it wasn't an obstacle at all. It was an opportunity. <laughs> it wasn't an obstacle. It was an opportunity for me to grow. It was an opportunity for me to stretch. It was an opportunity for me to become an even better version of myself, and I needed the uh, resistance to get stronger. It wasn't an obstacle, it was an opportunity. And when you change the way you see things, the things you see change. That didn't make sense for Sean. Just don't think about it too hard. Now, to be real though, like when you change the way you see things, the things that you see change. Like if I shift my perspective and I see it from a different angle, the thing looks different. So that the obstacle, the, the family issues, the drama, the financial hardship, you getting fired from the job, it all seems like obstacles. Until you look at it, and you realize it was an opportunity. Like all those things put you in the position you're in today. So why don't you just relish in that for a moment? So the first thing, right? Like we, we got to point to ourselves. Then we have to shift our perspective. Then the last thing, I had to write it down. I didn't want to forget it. You got to break the cycle. You got to realize it's not about you. It's bigger than you. My wife said, it's not just about us. Like your kids are in the yard. Your dogs are in the yard. Understand that the people coming after you or relying on you to be the best you can be so that they can step into their fullness. Come on. Like, it's deeper than that. Like, I, I love my father, and we ended up having a really good relationship, but he wasn't in my life like that as a kid. Like, my mom walked to work. She was a single mother. And I could sit there and hang my hat on the fact that my dad wasn't in my life, so I don't even know how to show up for my kids every day. I can't make that excuse. I don't even miss my kids' practices. I be at the kids' practices. Why? I need them to look over and see me there. I ain't had that. Like, I need them to know that dad is coming home at the end of the day. I need them to know I'm showing up. Look, I didn't know what, I didn't know what it was like to see a marriage growing up. My mom was single. She had different boyfriends here and there. I never saw what stability looked like. And I'm telling you, it's one of the hardest things I do. It's one of the hardest things my wife does. But we show up for each other. Why? It's deeper than us. It's a legacy. It's not just about us. If it was about us, maybe we would have split up by now. It, it might have been easier to split up by now, but check it out. 
Stop blaming things running in your family. Well, this runs in my family. Alcoholism runs in my family. This runs in pornography runs in my family. Drinking and nah, nah, nah. diabetes runs in my family. It ran in my family until it ran into me. That simple. I'm taking ownership. It ran in my family until it ran into me. It stops with me. Like my ceiling will be my kids' floor. Then my great grandkids. And on and on and on. It's about living a legacy. So you can leave a legacy. So take ownership. Those three things. Remember, point to yourself. You, can, you have the power to change the situation. Switch your perspective and then realize it's about legacy. Those three things will begin to open up doors for you that you can never dream possible. So that's all I have today. I hope that this serves you. I pray that it serves you. Like and subscribe. Do all those good things if you want it. If not, maybe I'll see you around. Maybe I won't. Either way, stay unruly and go be great. It's Rashawn. I'll see you soon.